The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show today. I'm so glad you could join me. I'm very excited for my guest today. We're trying to connect with him right now. We might have to get him on the phone. We are going back and forth on Skype <laughs> trying to connect, but we will connect. So today I wanted to have some fun, you know, lighten the mood a little bit because I think we're just in some heavy energy right now. We've got full moons going on, two full moons in the month of October, which is crazy energy, especially for me as a Cancer. I don't know if there's any astrologically uh, savvy people out there, but you know what that can feel like. And also, I think just the collective energy of what's going on around us right now, you know, dealing with the election and COVID and all this stuff. You know, I've had to talk a few friends and family members off the ledge this week. People are just dealing with rising anxiety. And I know that we're energetic beings. I mean, I've talked to enough people on this show to believe that. And I think we really absorb the collective feelings of of people around us. And sometimes it can be really overwhelming. So today we're going to have some fun. We're going to hear some music and we're going to be inspired by someone who is doing some amazing things in the world. So we do have him. (laughs) We have him here. So I will give him his introduction. International recording artist Jesse Campbell caught people's attention on the hit NBC show The Voice, where 40 million viewers got a glimpse of his incredible vocal abilities. And during his blind audition, you know, all four of the celebrity judges were just blown away, including Christina Aguilera, Adam Levine, CeeLo Green, and Blake Shelton they all just stood up and took notice when Jesse started singing. So his music has appeared in major motion picture soundtracks and his discography consists of over a dozen recordings, including his inspirational recording sessions and his latest single release that we're going to hear today, Can't Live Without Your Love, which is currently available via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And Jesse is also a recent New Thought Walden Award honoree in the creative arts and entertainment category. And there's a nice feature in the most most recent or actually the last issue of Unity Magazine, if you want to pick that up. So I want to welcome Jesse to the show. I'm so glad that you could join me today. There he is. Can you hear me? I guess you can. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I can. Thank you, Diane. How are you? I'm good. I'm having a little bit of uh, trouble hearing you, but I'm sure we'll get it straightened out here. I'll see if my engineer can bring up your level a little bit so I can hear you. But welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that I could get you on here. We could get connected and you could talk to the Unity listeners. It's so awesome to Thank have you. you. Oh, so I'm honored been... to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some fun today. I was just saying at the beginning of the show, you know, things have just been really heavy. We've had this really heavy energy, you know, Mercury retrograde, if you follow any of that kind of stuff, you know, dealing with the collective emotions of everybody around us with what we're dealing with, with COVID and all this stuff happening in the news. You know, it's going to be nice to talk to you and talk about what you're doing and to hear some music. So I'm I'm excited to kind of dive in. So you have such an interesting story. You know, I wasn't aware of of your work, you know, until I heard the song. I heard that you had been on The Voice. And then I was talking to Katie Kuntz, the editor of Unity Magazine, and she was telling me, you know, how talented you are. And I've just heard so many great things. So I wanted to just introduce you to the Unity listeners and let them get to know you a little bit. And you started singing gospel in your father's Pentecostal church in Chicago. And so that's really where, I mean, music must have been just an important part of your life from early on. Is that right? Very much so. Very much so. My dad being a pastor and a bishop, um, you know, back in Chicago, we had one of the um, most progressively growing church churches and, and it was very musically inclined and we would have various uh, gospel artists, whenever they would come to the city of Chicago, our church was the place to go to, uh, you know, during your visit. 
And um, <clears throat> excuse me. And fortunately, we were very, 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 you know, happy to have various artists stay at our home. And there was a group. There is a group by the name of the Winans, and they're like the most uh, successful, famous um, gospel group. They would stay at our home from time to time. And so I was about 16 years old when walking around the house doing my chores, um, they noticed. And on our way to church, they told my dad, he said, uh, Marvin Wine, said, hey, y'all, Jesse can sing. And my dad was like, Jesse's a drummer. He can't sing. Because I was shy. You would think, like, why didn't his father know he can sing? And uh, But my dad made me learn a song, which I was used to hiding behind the cymbals. That Tuesday and that following Sunday, I learned a song for the first time, and that's when and where it all began. So what was it like for the first time getting out in front of the congregation and just yeah, and getting out from behind the drum kit and just Nerve-wracking. I mean, you're, <laughs> we're in front of hundreds of uh, members and parishioners, and I was so nervous to the point where I was holding my crotch and I didn't know it. So my mom came from the audience and moved my hand to the side, but it just automatically went there again and my head was down. So she came back up, took my hand and put it behind my leg and I held my leg for almost 30 years now. So that's kind of wow. how nerve wracking it was. But, you know, the, 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 recipro- the, the love that I received from the people, I'm like, wow, th- this is great. Okay, it's kind of like being you know, behind the symbols, but I'm out in front of the people and, and they're really getting something out of this. So maybe this is something I should look into. And that's what I did. And I began to study and, and went to school for a little bit, but, but, but things began to happen. My career took off and, um, and history is yet being made to this day. Right. The story continues. Oh, you know, you don't have enough time. Still, <laughs> we have an right? hour. <laughs> it still it still keeps going. But I'm um, I'm interested in your story because it seems like, you know, everything was going great. You know, you had the support of your family and the church behind you. Right. So your family was supportive in the beginning. They yes, they weren't negative so. about. OK, great. I mean, so because so many people, sometimes they won't have that kind of support. So you had that, you know, you're going along and then we get to the 1990s, you get a record deal, which is so difficult. People, you know, it's like winning the lottery sometimes. I don't know if people realize how hard that is. You know, you get a deal with Underworld Capital Records, things are going along. And then what what's interesting and what I want to get your perspective on, I think, is, you know, what happens when you get a little bit of. Uh, you know, I hate to say failure, but, you know, life happens, things happen. It, it just things are not are not going to be perfect. You know, when you get some adversity, what what happened at, at that point? So you were going along, you had the record deal and then life happened. Well, you know, being born and raised in Pentecostalism, faith and discipline, that is what I took from the church more than anything. Uh, these days, I like to say I survived Christianity um, because for various reasons, but that's what I held on most to, and that was faith. And, you know, we say that faith is the substance of what you hope for, and it's the evidence of what you don't see. That's been my life. Um, and when the challenging times came as a result of, of, you know, the industry being what it is, even I, I didn't even, I had no clue as to, you know, you know, the, the ways of the world, other than my dad telling me, you know, a few things, you know, stay away from drugs, drinking and, and, and be, you know, very careful around the women because they could introduce you to those things. But, 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 but my parents are very supportive, uh, surprisingly, but they knew my heart because my desire after having sung in different areas uh, of, of Christianity, I wanted to sing songs of love because I knew that my parents were going through things. And I'm like, how can I, you know, uh, assist them with what I have been blessed with, which is a voice and maybe doing better and, 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 and so forth and so on. And that's what I set out to do. So I felt like because my heart was in the right place and I wanted to do it for the right reasons and, and, and things like that, I felt like whatever it was that I was faced with, I felt like it was meant to be in order for me to go through that to get to the end result. 
And I, I learned quickly on to enjoy the moments of wherever I was because I knew that it wouldn't last. So my faith is what brought me through it. Um, I continued to do what I knew to do to the best of my ability. And I just trusted that everything was going to work out. But the problem came when it was my relying on um, information that wasn't so accurate. And, and I'm being very, very careful because I did invite, you know, a lot of my Christian brothers and sisters to uh, tune into the uh, to the uh, to the interview. So when I had opportunities and I'm going to say some things that I haven't said in, in the longest time. And, and I don't know if I've ever really shared it on a. a you are back. Okay, Jesse, we're back with Jesse Campbell, and we had some kind of uh, connection issue, but that's okay. We will fix it. So, Jesse, you know, I was just at the edge of my seat here waiting for you to share something, and then you just got cut off at the most inopportune time. So, <laughs> I'm like waiting. You said, I haven't shared this before. I'm like, well, what is it? And then I, right. and then I just got, got crickets. So, hilarious. go ahead. Please, uh, please continue what you were saying. Okay. So, I was very fortunate to have, when I signed my contract, when I got my contract with, with um, Underworld Capital Records, it happened as a result of me uh, assisting someone else in what they needed and what they were, uh, were doing. And I sang background for someone for the very first time. And th at the end of his showcase, to make a long story short, they ended up signing me instead of him. And he gave me 30 seconds of a song. And, uh, and that just freely giving, doing, being available to and for others, that has been the key to my success. And a lot of people say, you know, yeah, why aren't you more successful? And I'm like, well, success is relative. And the reason why I say that is because of what I'm going to share with you now. I signed the contract with Capitol Records, and it was a lot of work. And I didn't mind the work, but my vocal cords could only take so much. But at the same time, I just grew really tired of the, the grind because I felt like, because of my beliefs, I felt like I was out of the will of God. And I felt like I just didn't want to jeopardize my chances of making it into heaven. And as a result of fear, I ended up walking away from the, enti from the entire opportunity. And it was easy back then, but as I grew, I realized like, wow, that was really a gift from God. And so at the same time, I told them that I didn't want to continue with this shortly after um, Capitol Records had cleared their roster of all of their urban artists. So all of their black artists, African-American, whatever you want to call us, they got rid of everyone. But after that, the president of the label, Daryl Porter, he took me to New York. And to make another long story short, we actually met with um, the people who were, who, were uh, who connected me with Clive Davis. And bottom line is I, I canceled a meeting with Clive Davis two weeks before the meeting because wow. and i don't know if you know who clive davis is oh i was you gonna say you idea? don't cancel <laughs> you don't cancel clive davis no you don't that's like the steven spielberg of 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 the music industry and i did but i did things like that because of the fear that i lived in as a result of being born and raised in christianity now Fast forward uh, many years, let's go all the way up to 2008, and the economy had tanked, and uh, I, I, I've done a lot of things that we can go back to, you know, to that if you'd like, but between that, giving up that opportunity, and 2008. So the economy tanked, and I am so angry at God. I am just livid. I'm, I'm crying. I'm, I'm, I'm swearing. I'm I'm singing praise and worship songs. I was just like, just like a, I've never been before. I was like the Tasmanian devil. But um, to, so, so what happened was I cried myself sick 
because I was behind in all of my bills. I was three months behind. I was facing an eviction. I was raising my daughter. She was in bed and uh, she was just uh, 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 seven years old, about to turn eight. And I couldn't even afford uh, to get her medicine. And I was so angry, but I cried myself sick. And as I was lying on the floor, it was the first time I heard the voice of source creation. It said, I never told you to pass up on those opportunities. I said that a man's gift makes room for him. Room is and always will be opportunity. And it was the, 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 the loudest, clearest, but yet so subtle and loving of a thought that came to me. And that's how I know that whatever it is that I am dealing with, I know that I can make it because I set up at that point and I'm like, well, wow, so that's what you sound like. Well, 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 evidently I've missed something because this means that you've always been here with me. So you know what? Uh, I pray that you would open my eyes and enable me to see things and people as they are and not only as they appear. And if I am to convey your message, I need to know truth. And then the next thing that came to me was study the origin of your faith. And that in and of itself began such an awakening roller coaster of emotions and, and growth and development. And it's just like the times that the world is experiencing right now. That's what I experienced in the following months and, and years. And um, so, so it was an eye-opening uh, 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 experience. It wasn't in a moment, but this happened over time. But there were many ups and downs and, and, and many trials, many valleys that I made it through because I had faith. And that's what kind of took me through. So now, and, and I don't want to get too ahead too far ahead, but anyway, so that's that. So we can go however, wherever you want to go because I can talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> well, I'm, I was interested to hear your explanation and the story, because it sounds like you went through a real dark night of the soul and kind of a, a spiritual crisis in a sense where, you know, you were really asking questions in the tradition that you were brought up in and it just wasn't, it, things weren't feeling right. And I'm sure a lot of the people around you were maybe may have been shocked or surprised or maybe some were disappointed in the fact that you you had those questions but then the realization that we all have that ability to connect to love and to divine source and that's where you really found the support and the comfort you know i i think i think that's incredible it's uh it's really amazing and i want people to be able to hear your beautiful voice before we go to break we're, we're going to take a short break in just a few minutes but we do have time to play this song, Can't Live Without Your Love. And this is your latest single. And this is available. People can get it, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And we will play most of it before we go to the break. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, thank you. Let's do it. Touch, got 
your love all right that kind of reminds me back to my old dj days <laughs> when i would talk out of the yeah. song oh yeah i spent a lot of time uh as a dj um but i did mostly rock radio so i didn't do okay. too much pop um but i love this song i love your voice i mean and you can tell why when jesse came onto the voice you know everybody stood up they kind of paid attention <laughs> to what was going on. Just so cool. And that song's available now if you want to grab it. SoundCloud, Spotify, or iTunes. Can't live without your love. So cool. So, Jesse, we have just a couple of minutes before our break here, but I do want you to be able to share your whole story of how you did come on to The Voice because you had – you know, you had a career before then, you know, you had the record deal and everything in the 90s, things were going along, you know, kind of had a, a little bit of a crisis. And then, you know, you were able to come back and then just to have that amazing opportunity on The Voice was so amazing, just so cool. So can you can you share a little bit? And then if we have to go to break, we'll just pick up the story uh, after the break. Sure. Well, Actually, to, to add to that rock bottom experience uh, that would actually, you know, tie in what, you know, uh, the voice. At that moment of, 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 of awakening, of awareness, I should say, it was like, okay, God, this, this is great. I, I know that you're here. Um, but I, I began to awaken to the truth of who God is and not just what I was forced to believe as a kid. But once I agreed, I agreed. But then it was like, oh God, this is so great. So, so you know what? I understand now. And I, I, I asked for your forgiveness for, for, and it was just like, why do you need my forgiveness? You, you, you know, who do you really need to forgive? So I asked myself, I asked me to forgive me. So I forgave myself for the ignorance for the for for not getting the understanding and so what happened was it grew to the point where I'm like okay god look how can we uh, reach as many people as possible in the least amount of time because i've got to make up for all the ground that i've lost in my ignorance and he left it to me and so i said okay well how about a singing reality show i was 42 years old or yeah yeah 42 years old at that time so bottom line is uh, um, 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 i said well uh, well, I began to audition for all of the shows, uh, America's Got Talent, uh, X Factor, The Voice, and I would travel to other cities because I'm like, this has to work. I know I heard God's voice, and th this is, he asked me the question. So, uh, so they all told me no, and so I was like, well, you know what, God, thank you so much for the many opportunities that you've given me in the past. So I'm just going to finish my spiritual education, uh, uh, my education in spiritual psychology so that I can assist others in, in, in doing, being, having, going as their heart desires. 
but how am I well hold on one second we're going to jump to the break and I I really want you to be able to share this because it's such a cool story I'm talking with Jesse Campbell and he's sharing some of his musical gifts here an amazing recording artist such a talent and we'll be right back to hear more of his story I'm Diane Ray on unityonlineradio.org all are welcome we're glad you found us Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Thanks for joining me today for the show. My guest is recording artist Jesse Campbell, and we're just listening to his story of, uh, you know, coming back from <laughs> from all kinds of challenges and he was sharing the story of how he was on the TV show The Voice in 2012 and I do want to let people know you can always find out what's going on with Jesse on his website at jessecampbell.com and that's j e s s e campbell.com and see what's up with Jesse so tell us again you know you were just getting into the story of yeah. how you were going to be on the show and and what happened? How did you actually get on there? Okay, well, I set out to just go to back to school. I was uh, had finished my first year at the University of Santa Monica, a school of spiritual psychology. And I said, well, how am I going to pay for this second year? So I said, well, you know what? I'll just accept singing engagements for whatever people could afford. And I'll go sing on Third Street Promenade. I don't care. I, I have no pride. I've sung before, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And from Africa, I've been to 12 countries at that time. And, but I just, it didn't matter, no more pride. I needed to do what I needed to do. So uh, that was on a Sunday, but that Wednesday I got a call and someone wanted me to do a mini concert of four songs and all they could afford to pay me was $75. And I said, oh, hell no, I wish I would. And Spirit said, you said, and I was like, oh, I did. So I agreed. I showed up the following Sunday, and because of the reciprocating love, I sang seven songs, and they only had about 50 members. And at the end of the service, the uh, the speaker, she couldn't even speak because it was just so much love flowing, and she allowed people to give into my hands as they were exiting, and I left with $780. Oh, yeah. So I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, I know. Right. So I just freely gave and freely received. So the next day I'm sitting outside of the YMCA because I just had faith and I just worked toward the goal of making it onto a singing reality show. So I was eating a vegan and I was working out and things like that. And I'm sitting outside the YMCA on a guest membership. And I said, "Okay, God, we have half of what we need to start school. And the phone rang and it was the speaker from the service the day before. And it was none other than Della Reese. From touched by an angel. She said, baby, listen, I was so moved and touched by what you did. I I called a son of mine. I introduced him to my daughter, Roma. So I called him. His name is Mark Burnett, and he has a show called The Voice. And, and, And I couldn't remember your name, so I told him it was Austin Powers. So when you meet him, tell him that's your name, but your your stage name, but your real name is Jesse. But listen, baby, we need to get him some music. So I rushed home, emailed her the music, and the very next day, the voice contacted me on every possible format, social media and the like, asking me to come and join the show after they were 30 days into the second season. That's how I made it onto the show. And even when I got the thick contract, I'm like, either I'm going to play ball or I'm not. So I signed it, took it to the casting director and she was literally in tears because she said, you have no idea how easy you made my life. I'm like, really? Yes, yes. Well, if there's anything I could do for you, just let me know. So I hesitated. She said, no, 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 whatever. Just ask. If I can't do it, I'll let you know. And I said, well, I'm a soft sleeper. So if ever there's a room that comes available where I can get my own, she cut me off. Honey, consider it done. Now you need to get down to the hotel and be prepared to be there for about two to three months. I'm like, oh 
my goodness, are you serious? And that kind of favor lasted throughout the show. And I could give you some stories about that. But the point is the favor of the divine was on my life. And I believe it was on everyone else's as well. But my intentions were to assist as many people in this evolutionary journey of awakening as possible with what I have been given. And that's how I made it onto the show. Wow, that is so cool. I mean, I love that synchronicity that you're sharing just on so many levels. I mean, the Della Reese connection is really cool. I mean, uh, Reverend Della was a big friend of Unity, and she actually did a show on Unity Online Radio a few Mm. years back. And she's just such a a beautiful presence. And I've seen her on on many interviews, uh, just, you know, so sad that we lost her not too long ago. But how beautiful Mm -hmm. that she was able to assist in just kind of making the dominoes fall the way they were supposed to fall, right? And also, I'm familiar with um, the University of Santa Monica, and I've, I've spoken with doctors, you know, Ron and Mary Holnick, and just the work they're doing there is so great. And so you're, you're able awesome. to put what you learned into practice, you know, and it, it all just works out. And yeah, what a that cool was a part of my, uh, my, my ideal scene. It was a part of my, um, yeah, it was just a part of the training and the teaching that I received from the University of Santa Monica, from being under Michael Beckwith, from Landmark Forum. And these are all of the, uh, and I was listening to one of your other podcasts, and the uh, gentleman spoke about the, I always mix this name up, Bhagavad Gita. What, Bhagavad how do you say Gita. that? Yes. Yes. And that was <laughs> one of the first books that I read once I got up from studying and began studying the origin of my faith, I began to look into other religions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is all saying the same thing. There's only one God. There's only one faith. There's only one. This is amazing. We're all one. We, we, we are the actual manifestation, the realization of God itself in us, through us, as us. Oh. Yeah. So. Isn't that cool when you come to that realization? Uh, I love uh-huh. I love that. I love what you're saying. I mean, I and, and I love tradition. I mean, I, I was brought up Catholic and, you know, I, I loved the ritual and, and a lot of the traditions and in Catholicism. But I always had questions, you know, and mm-hmm. I would ask and sometimes they were answered, you know, a lot of a lot of times not to my not to my satisfaction. But I love that. Same you, here. You know, you had the the basis growing up, but then you, you had questions and you looked around and you started seeing you know, what was going on in the world. And that realization, which is, is just so true that we are one and just all connected, is to, just so beautiful. I mean, was that one of the things that, you know, was missing from the, your Pentecostal upbringing that, you know, you had that fear, but you still didn't want to give up the thought of, you know, a loving and and accepting divine presence. Yeah, well, the fear is what kept me where I've always been. And it wasn't until I released the fear. So as a kid, my mom and I, we talk about this to this, talk about these things uh, to this day. I'm very fortunate to still have us, uh, have, have her here with us. And uh, but back when I was, you know, as a kid, I would ask my parents really tough questions like, Mom, Dad, Dad does God need Satan? And you're like, boy, what do you what 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 where do you get these questions from? God doesn't need anybody. God is God all by himself. And I was like, that's not answering the question. Jeez. And then I'd ask <laughs> after I I I, I well, our, our church was on the on the in a really rough neighborhood, and uh, we lived in 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 the suburb, and I had gotten jumped on by these boys, and I'm like well, you know, hey, if if I'm supposed to forgive them, will God forgive Satan? Jesse, baby. So they you know, those are the questions that I would ask. <laughs> and I still ask those questions to this day. So my thing was, God, if you didn't give us, create us with a spirit of fear, but that of love, power, and a sound mind, why am I fearful to go to hell? Why am I fearful of you? I don't understand you, and I don't know if I want you. And I'm just getting emotional even thinking about that kid who was so confused. But now, as a result of the awakening of getting what the Bible says that we ought to get above all things, which is understanding, I know we're going to be all right. 
because I truly believe that we've been blessed with the gift to think and feel about whatever we desire to bring about. And if you think and feel fear and 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 doubt and 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 civil war and uh, you are going to get that in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I truly believe that. But as a result of my previous experiences, it brought me to the present whereby I know that everything is going to work out. Even if I leave and make my transition, I know that wherever I will be is where I'm supposed to be because I truly believe that God, the divine, he, she is in us, working through us as us to have this experience. Right. And Ooh. coming to that realization, oh, <laughs> it's so empowering. I, I love yeah. that. I mean, I, I just remember having similar experiences when I was a kid. I remember my parents sent me to like a, a Bible church camp, I think just to get us out of the house, you know, the bus mm-hmm. came and we'll pick you up. And I sat in our auditorium with a bunch of kids. I was maybe nine, eight or nine. And they came out with this story. What happens if God came down and you were left behind? You know, like that oh whole my story. Gosh. Well, I was terrified. Right? Yeah. And I was crying. I said, what's going to happen if I'm left behind? I would have these horrible nightmares of, you know, Satan and the pitchforks and all that. I'm just just the fear. And then being able to let go of that and realize that, you know, that's that's not what it's about. You know, you're you're not going to be left behind. That's that's not that's not a reality. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy the, the kind of fears and things that that we hold on to. When we should mm-hmm. really just be holding on to love, you know, and and what you're doing. I mean, I just want to be able to have time for you to share some of your your work and your successes. And you're working on this YouTube channel for kids that you're really passionate about. And I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Thank you so much, Diane. Well, I um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was out on tour. I was in Florida. I had performed five times. And I was there for a little more than a month, and I still had three more performances to go, four more to go. So when I came home, I got here just after my daughter from college, and she was looking at me like, okay, what are we going to do now? Because they want answers, and they're looking to the adults, and the adults, we're looking to the leaders of our country, and it's like no one knows. So it's like they feel alone. So I'm like wow, I I hear you, baby girl, but I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just going to, and I just sat for a while. And then I thought about this beautiful 19-year-old looking up at me, and I just saw her as a kid and all of the wonderful things that I did raising her as a single dad. So I remembered going to her school on Dr. Seuss nights, and I would read books to rhythms. And that's what this YouTube Kids channel is about. My desire is to make a considerable contribution to the growth, the the growth, the development, and 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 um, evolution of life, the planet, and our family of humans. And how can I do that and add value to these results? And I feel like the best way to do it is through children, because they don't—they're not born racist. They're not born, you know. Uh, the way that they turn out. So my thing is, how can I impart in a very wise kind of way things of love, things of light, things of unity? So that's what I set out to do. So the YouTube Kids channel, it's called Mr. Jesse, spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R-J-E-S-S-E. And it's a channel whereby I use singing, voiceovers, animation, and acting to bring stories and content to life for children. And that's what the page is about. So it's got a lot of other elements, but first and foremost, it's bringing these stories to life. Like things, one book is called um, 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 Beautiful Blackbird, and it's about inclusion. And then you got hip uh, uh, hop on pop to hip hop. I have one little kid, her mother sent me a video from from Middle America, and she said that her daughter can't read, but she memorized the entire book by watching the video. So things like that. And I'm doing a last little note is I'm doing a a production of the book uh, Heroes Wear Masks, Elmo's Super Adventure, because who wants to wear masks? So let me assist the children in understanding why in a fun kind of way. That's what it's about. 
I love that. I love what you're doing in teaching through music and teaching kids through music and, and story. And it's Mr. Jesse. Is it up, available right now on YouTube? Can right people search now, and check it out? Yes. And there's, I haven't really gone fully public with it, but you are one of the first to tell everybody about Mr. Jesse, because I just wanted to build it up a little bit more. And, uh, but if you guys would go there, share it with your children's children, your grandchildren, and, uh, and, and just, just, I, I appreciate you going and checking it out and subscribing because that's what makes the big difference. You can't really make money off of a kid's YouTube channel, but my purpose is to impart so if you subscribe, subscribe, it definitely makes a difference. Well, I'll check it out. And also people listening that they'll know it's a work in progress. You know, this is something you're passionate about that you're building up. And I love that whole concept, you know, teaching kids through music and story. I mean, I don't know. We might be close to the same age. I'm I'm like 50 something, you know, early. Yeah, I'm, I'm 51. <laughs> early 50s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember the um, little snippets that would play on Saturday morning. You know, conjunction, junction. Yo, what's, what's your, your function? function? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill. I mean, yes. I remember those songs. You know. And I heard that when I was like eight, nine, 10 years old in the seventies, you know? Yep. So I know mm -hmm. how powerful that can be. That kind of stuff just stays with you. I mean, that's how I know the preamble to the constitution is from those little Saturday morning yes, cartoons. You know? I know. It didn't matter where you were when you heard that you just immediately went to the screen. Right. Right. <laughs> I still, I still love those. You know, I just think that was so genius at the time what they did and that yes. kind of stuff sticks, you know, kids remember it songs does. and, and they love to play and have fun, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's so where awesome. I got I'm it glad from. that part of me. It, is it really, that's where you got it from? That as well as reading rainbow and Mr. Rogers. Yes. So all, all three of all those put stuff. together. Mm-hmm. Such wonderful influences, right? And I'm glad Mr. Rogers is getting his due lately over the past couple Absolutely. of years. Absolutely. He was just such a, a wonderful soul. Now, while we really? have time, I want to play a song that's a little bit different from the song that we played in the previous segment. And yes! this is called Night Nightmares Beware. And when yes. I heard this, I thought, wow, I, I could hear this on stage. Like this really had a Broadway theatrical feel to it. So just give us a little setup before we play the song. How did this come together? Sure. Well, before my daughter was born, I reached out to a friend uh, Stephen Weeby of 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 um, Weeby Jingle House back in Chicago. They're the ones who wrote great jingles back then. And like if, if I gave you a little bit, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. But bottom line is, I wanted to create a children's lullaby CD that I could sing to my child whenever. I wasn't even dating at that time, so we created these this children's lullaby CD of ten songs where it starts out with the happy-go-lucky songs to get the children's attention and addresses certain issues like the nightmares and, and, and children who don't, who loses a loved one. There's a song called Angel Watching Over You. But this particular song, it reminded me of when I would have nightmares, so I wanted to have something to chase those bad thoughts away, and that is how this one came to be. Well, let's hear it. This is Nightmares Beware by Jesse Campbell. Let's give it a listen. Nightmares beware We are not scared We've been prepared to take you on Our heads all are clear We've overcome fear so nightmares beware and be gone Whenever evil lurches in your mind Know that you can leave it all behind Think of the things you love to do Imagine your friends are all with you Crush those bad thoughts right out mm -hmm. Good dreams are what our cause is all about Nightmares beware, we are not scared We've been prepared to take you on Our heads all are clear, we've overcome fear 
nightmares Beware and be gone There's a very fun place you love to play So get to sleep and get on your way Your bed's like a ship with a destination Headed straight for your imagination Dreamland is right ahead So relax there in your bed Nightmares Monster break. <laughs> Just look him in the eye and say bye bye. Believe me, friend, that's all it will take. <laughs> Nightmares beware. We are not scared. We've been prepared to take you on. Our heads all are clear. We go over. Nightmares beware and be gone Everybody now Nightmares beware We are not scared We've been prepared to take you on Our heads all are clear We've overcome fear So nightmares There's Jesse Campbell, Nightmares Beware. Oh. Oh, your voice is just so uh, incredible. I mean, you can you can just hit those high notes. And and just to tell people if they were tuning in to hear that song, that was part of a project that is, is meant for kids, right? It was a, a, a CD of lullabies that you were working on. Yes, and that CD will be available in less than two weeks. So if you if you stay tuned and you go to the youtube channel you'll be able to hear them because those songs are actually being turned into books wonderful that's so perfect and that's mr spelled out m-i-s-t-e-r jesse j-e-s-s-e check him out on his youtube channel for kids so this song i mean i like i was telling you i really could see this on broadway you know i could i could visually see what this song would be like do you have any aspirations to do that to be on, you know, be on Broadway? Yes. I mean, this pandemic was one of the best things that could have happened to me because it made me literally rethink all that I've done and all that I have to offer. And it just really caused me to channel uh, 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 just in, in a keen kind of way all of these talents towards children and so many ideas. It's like it's there's not enough time in the day. I keep telling myself from a metaphysical point of view, there's always enough. But no, I'm like, I'm going to bed. It's like, oh, my God, I wish I could have. I need to. And I and I rest. I sleep and I wake up like, oh, my God, we got to do this. And it's like before you know it, it's it's another Sunday in like three days. I'm like, wow, where's the time going? But no, I have so many ideas. Now, I will say this. One of the biggest I'll, I'll just leave it at that one of the biggest um, um, producers of children con- children's content. They wanted the lullaby CD, but they wanted 100% of the publishing, and that wasn't going to happen. So that's oh, no, you can't get that up. Mm-mm. So it has that real Disney-esque you know, feeling because that was, that's my idea to make it as big as it can be. But it just takes resources. And that's the frustrating part about starting this YouTube channel, starting a business, especially during a pandemic with so much opposition. But that faith that brought me through in the past, I just believe that it's going to bring me through in the present and everything that's needed. It's already here. It's already available. It's already now. I'm just looking around like, OK, I know it's here somewhere. and <laughs> It's going to manifest. That well, was a you long put way it home, out but there. Yes. Oh, I'm sure yes. it will. You put it out there. It's it's in the field, you know, the field of possibilities. And I think that it, it's all going to come together. I mean, you're just working hard. And it's great to have that perspective of, of what's going on with this pandemic. You know, it's changed the way we do everything. But 
on the on the flip side, it, it's kind of given people a chance to incubate, right? Where ideas yeah. can come together and maybe things can really have a chance to grow and, and come to fruition. So I'm excited to see what what you're going to do next. I mean, you've just got so much going on that, you know, who knows, you know, who knows what can happen. It's, it's really exciting. So I'm so glad that you could spend some time and, and chat with us today. You know, I know we had some ups and downs in the beginning getting connected, but I'm, I'm really glad that I had a chance to talk to you and that we could share, you know, what well, you're doing. Thank you, Diane. I really appreciate you. I love the show and um, I look forward to what's to come. And just to let everyone know, you mentioned Agape. I will be uh, ministering in song with Michael on the, I think it's the 1st of November, the very first Sunday of November, just before the election. So we're going to have some, we're going to have some great um, message in the music and what Michael has to say to, um, you know, assist people during this time of shift and transition. We need it. That's so amazing that you're going to do that. We really need that, especially at this time, because we're feeling it right. We're, we're anxious. Yes. This is a crazy time that we're in right now. But, you know, like you said, it's going to be OK, no matter what, you, yeah. no matter what happens, you know, whatever outcome, we will persevere. And I think that we'll be OK and we'll be stronger because of, of all of this, of what we've gone Very through. Much so. so, yes. Um, I'm so happy that we could chat and play some songs and, you know, try to lighten things up a little bit. So I urge you guys check out Jesse's YouTube channel. Also go to his website and see what he's working on. He's, he's a busy guy. <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff going on. So it's oh, been yeah. so cool to talk with you and Jesse, well, thank, thank you, you so much for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you to your, your, your crew. Thank you, Jeff, for dealing with me and my technical issues here. <laughs> so you guys are so awesome and you're so needed right now. And I looked through all of the different topics that you have there, you know, to view of your podcasts of the past. And I'm like, wow, which one? There's so many there. And I'm just so grateful that you have them available. So thank you for being all that you are, Diane. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.